everybody. Thank you for joining me um, as we go through Living the Sutras. This is a book that I got on Amazon, uh, and there's actually a whole podcast that goes along with this book and other topics um, that the authors do. The authors are Kelly DiNardo and Amy Pierce Hayden, and um, yeah, they have a pretty good podcast with stuff like this on it if you're interested. So we, um, basically the book, if it's your first time listening, is step-by-step ways to apply the ancient practice of yoga to a modern day life. So this is probably our seventh or so reflection that um, we're working on in our journals. It's for your eyes only, Um, but I would like to hear your thoughts on anything that we go over. So um, I'm just going to get right into it. So we're starting like a second part of the book, even though we've done seven different reflections, that was all in like part one. So part two is, and part one was talking about the different lenses that we look through life, that we look through and view life in. So now part two is the balancing act. Several thousand years ago, Aesop told the story of the ant and the grasshopper, and in the fable, the grasshopper is kicking back in the field enjoying a sunny summer day while the ant hustles to gather food for winter. The fun-loving grasshopper ends up hungry while the hard-working ant has a feast's worth of food. The virtue of hard work and discipline is a common one across cultures and shared through parables, fables, and songs. Like Aesop's ant, we will need to put in steady, consistent effort toward our goal. And at the same time, we must be comfortable with our efforts and accepting the results. What? Am I supposed to work hard to gather food all summer but not care if I actually reach my goal and have a stockpile for the winter? Like a seesaw, these seemingly oppositional ideas work together to create balance. The steady, consistent effort leads us in the right direction, and acceptance allows us to continue the journey without being held back by the pleasure and pain of everyday life. Our aunt was able to put in the effort because he wasn't distracted by the grasshopper's invitation to play. This isn't an all-work-and-no-play idea. Who's to say the aunt didn't head to yoga or the movies after his workday was done? In our story, the aunt achieves his goals. What Aesop never tells us is that our aunt discovered he was allergic to everything he collected and couldn't eat any of it. At first, he was disappointed naturally. So he cooked for the colony, threw a party, and met Mrs. Ant, who had plenty of food. Sometimes we feel our efforts are wasted, or they lead us somewhere unexpected. This sutra is a reminder to enjoy the journey and not worry about the results. So we talk about this a little bit in yoga about not having attachments to outcomes or not having attachments to our expectations. And uh, this is just me talking. This is not the book, but, you know, uh, you can start identifying this in your yoga practice. So when we go into a pose that isn't one of your favorite ones, notice the reaction to that situation. Um, notice when I say how many breaths are left and a reaction goes off in the mind. Oh, we have five more breaths. Okay, that's like one more minute here. Notice if you get frustrated. Notice if uh, you go to certain poses 
or a certain variation of hook pose that's your favorite, most comfortable, because that's a reaction too, uh, whether positive or negative. And um, that's all because of, or if you come in, sorry, I'm cutting myself off, but if you come into class and you have an expectation of one thing, but then we do a longer meditation than normal and, and you're not comfortable with that and that's not what you were expecting. So a great way to notice that is by looking at your yoga practice and then from there you start to notice it in your everyday life where you know maybe your spouse comes home from work and and they didn't do something or react a certain way that you expected and then you react to that so once you become aware in your yoga practice you notice it in your everyday life it could even be if someone like cuts you off in the road and and you react or you have an expectation that they weren't going to do that so uh, once you, you know, notice that in your practice, I promise you, you will notice it all the time because we react to everything. We even react to the weather outside. It wasn't what we expected. It wasn't what we wanted. Uh, so yeah, there's lots and lots of examples. So part two, just coming right into this with our journal reflection for what I just read. So if you are not in a position to be able to write this down, I do have it on the Facebook page and they're all labeled and everything if you want to go back and find it. So it is, list three to five life goals that you're working toward. What are you doing to meet these goals? What are the results that you're hoping for? And how attached are you to the results? Practice is the effort to steady the mind. The mind easily becomes steady when practice is consistent, sustained, and sincere. We can't cram for self-awareness. And the first principle of successful practice is steady effort, abhyasa. It must be consistent over a long period of time, without interruption, and done with reverence. Consistent effort over a long time makes sense. Putting in the work with an attitude of reverence is trickier. And what does that mean? Classically, it's the idea that our practice is considered transcendent as opposed to a routine chore or habit. We must be driven by enthusiasm for our practice rather than by some sense of duty or idea of what we should do. The effort must have the quality of cheerfulness about it. Yoga is not a path of woe, it is indeed a way of joy. If the effort is prolonged and uninterrupted, yet lacks this quality of joy, then it's hardly of any worth at all. The effort must have an element of passion about it, for one cannot go to the door of reality like a skeleton completely squeezed out. So second reflection. Define what joy and transcendence means to you. Look at your list of three to five goals and the specific things that you're doing to meet them. Is the effort that you're putting in bringing you joy? Or does it feel like habit or obligation? (coughs) Acceptance arises when we are free from craving. Supreme acceptance leads to understanding our true self 
and occurs when we allow the changing nature of life. The second ingredient to a successful practice is varigaya, which is classically translated to dispassion. But dispassion could be mistaken for indifference or apathy, which is why it's often explained as non-attachment or acceptance. We are partial to the word craving. By practicing varigaya, we aren't craving for anything else. Physically, we're not craving food, drink, clothes, and other bodily needs or pleasures. Mentally and emotionally, we're not wanting things to be any different than they are right now. Where we are is enough. When where we are is enough, we aren't emotionally whipsawed by what's happening around us. The Yoga Sutras explain that there are three types of energy that run through everything. One is energetic, dynamic. Picture the waves a surfer might seek out. The second is heavy and inert, like the waters of a muddy pond. The third is balanced, harmonious. When where we are is enough, we are sailing toward our goals on a boat that remains steady, whether the waves are fierce or the waters are sluggish. When we let go of any expectation amid full effort, we have balanced abhyasa and virigaya, or dispassion. We aren't tossed about by life's waves, and that is when the mind, body, heart, and spirit are fully open to the present moment. So your final reflection for this chapter. When do you feel balanced, harmonious? What are the obstacles you face in accepting where you are right now? So I'll leave you with that. (laughs) I'll be back soon to go over our third part of this book. And please, if you would, share with me what it is that you're liking about it or, you know, whatever, whatever. If you have any questions about the book or anything that we're talking about, let me know. Want it to be as interactive as possible. I hope that everybody has a great weekend and I hope to see you Monday night at 7 p.m. for our restorative yin class. Okay, bye. Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming back. We are going through the book Living the Sutras and feel free to get it on Amazon or just follow along. I have all of the journal prompts in our Facebook so all you really have to do is listen and get a journal. So pretty much this book explains how to apply the ancient practice of yoga to a modern world and we've there, you can always refer back to the Facebook page to see um, there's some journaling prompts in there on your true colors and getting to know yourself and knowing when you feel most balanced in your life. So it's things like that. And today I'll start with the reading. The name of this chapter is Joyride. And it's talking about samadhi, which is that final state of bliss that we can get to in meditation. Samadhi is the process of complete absorption brought on by reasoning, reflection, joy, and self-understanding. Samadhi is also the state at which we arrive when the mind is ready. Imagine you're in the Alps, perched at the top of a ski slope. You push off and begin your descent. 
You move deliberately, turning smoothly through the arc. You pick up speed, but remain balanced. You're dancing down the slope of the edges of your skis. Nothing exists but you and this mountain. You are fully immersed in skiing, and everything is working with you in complete harmony. You feel vibrantly alive, connected, at peace. You're moving with precision, grace, ease. You're in the zone. You're in flow. Maybe you're not a skier, but we've all had a similar experience. Moments of complete absorption, singular focus, and heightened awareness. Some of us experience it through writing, art, listening to music. Sometimes it comes while watching the sunset, or maybe gardening, or in your yoga class. In the 1960s, Dr. Mihaly studied and coined the term flow. His research found that money and things had little impact on our happiness. We are our happiest when in flow. He says that our job is to put more and more of our everyday life into flow, to find it at work, in our education, our physical pursuits, and our spiritual lives. And ultimately, this will lead to greater health and happiness beyond that singular activity. This flow state is the perfect description for samadhi. Often translated as bliss or ecstasy, samadhi is a state of complete absorption. We are awake inside. We have steadied the mind. We're fully present and aware. We're connected. And we truly experience and understand our spirit. This ultimate level of samadhi is when flow happens, not only during a singular activity, but carries into our everyday life effortlessly. Through yoga, we learn to live more of our lives in flow. When this happens, we can live a life of ease. Ease doesn't mean that it's easy. For us, it means to be clear about who and who we are and to be free from our self-imposed limitations and expectations so that anything is possible. So time to get out your journal. And like I said, these reflections are in the Facebook page. So if you miss it, if you're driving or something and you're listening and you miss it, that's fine. You can always go back and find it. But the reflection for today is when have you been in a flow? Name and describe as many situations as you can in as much detail as possible. Do you recognize any patterns? What brought you out of that state of flow? That's what I'll leave you with this week. And please feel free to share what you think of the book so far in the comments or message me, let me know. Again, if you want to find this book on Amazon, it's called Living the Sutras, A Guide to Yoga Wisdom Beyond the Mat. And the author is Kelly DiNardo and Amy Pierce Hayden. So it's easy to find. I think I maybe paid like $9 for the book. So it's it's very nice so far. And I'm actually going along with you guys with it. I've never read it before. So I am doing this right here with you. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye.